Welcome back to another audio podcast from the Line Movers Network. As always, thank you for joining us today. You can check out all of our content on thelinemovers.net. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at the underscore LM Network for all your up-to-the-minute gambling needs. We appreciate your continued support. Hello everyone, what's up? Welcome back. It is episode 30 of today's tickets and we are focused on the Boston Red Sox today. Another MLB season preview and we will go through uh, my thoughts on what I think the Boston Red Sox uh, season is going to look like this year. Um, so Friday, February 24th, 2023. Um and we're going to preview the Boston Red Sox here. So last year they finished 78 and 84, um rather unimpressive team and they had a lot of people leaving in free agency with a couple um signings as well. So let's go over uh who leaves. Xander Bogart's longtime Boston shortstop leaves in um free agency. He joins San Diego. And that's big. He actually hit 307 last year, and he's a career 292 hitter. So having Bogarts in the lineup for Boston was huge last five, six, seven years. Um, that's huge shoes to fill, whether it's a rookie or whether it's uh, through signing. But I think Boston's going to take their chances, uh, roll the dice with Kiki Hernandez, and then see what happens with uh, prospects coming up as they do have the number nine prospect in all of baseball Marcelo Mayer um as a shortstop who hit 280 in 2022 in um double A and triple A so that's probably going to be their replacement at shortstop um for Bogarts but that is uh to be determined as of course we have to wait and see what happens to him when he comes to the majors um JD Martinez also leaves Boston he heads over to the Dodgers uh he actually had kind of a down year last year um to his 2021 season but he had 274 with only 62 rbis and 16 home runs so um those are the two big bats that are leaving notable bats uh, i wanted to mention but then we get to the pitching um staff and we see three notable uh starting pitchers who pitched a lot of innings last year leaving uh rich hill obviously not very great but still, he, he pitched a lot of um, innings last year. Finished 8-7, and seven, uh, 4.27 ERA, started 26 games for Boston. He's gone. He left, and he went to the Pirates. You also have Michael Waka. Michael Waka. He was your best Boston Red Sox pitcher last year. He went 11-2 with a 3.32 ERA in 23 games started, uh, 127 innings pitched. He is gone. He has gone to San Diego. He's joining Xander Bogarts in San Diego. So two Boston Red Sox players, um, probably your best two Boston Red Sox players last year, have left and gone to San Diego in free agency. You also then you move on to Nathan Evalde. He leaves and goes over to um, the Texas Rangers. Record last year of six and three, three point eight seven ERA, twenty games started, one hundred nine innings pitched. Um, you're losing three hundred fifty innings between those three starters right there, and you're going to be looking to replace them with Corey Kluber, 
not so good season last year for the Yankees. James Paxton, what does he have left in that left arm of his? Uh, he's not very good. You're looking for Chris Sale to hopefully bounce uh, back off of all the injuries he's had and maybe give you some innings this year. Is that is that likely? Probably not. So right there, we just discussed one, two, three, four, five players that left in free agency, but three of those pitchers were inning eaters, and, and you bring in Corey Kluber and James Paxton and, and think that you're going to be able to solve the issue with Nick Pavetta um, as your number two pitcher. There is no real number one pitcher on this team. There's a bunch of pitchers that used to be number one pitchers, um, but there is no number one pitcher on this team. Um, you've got Nick Pavetta, 4.55, uh, 4.56 ERA last year, 33 games started, 180 innings pitched. Uh, he'll be coming back this year. He'll be your number two. Chris Sale will probably get the number one start, left-handed pitcher. He only pitched 5.2 innings last year. Uh, so you got Garrett Whitlock. He gave you innings in the bullpen last year. He appeared in uh, 31 games, um, 3.45 ERA. Brian Bello, he'll be your closer for the Red Sox. I'm just not looking at a very talented pitching staff here. And then well, let's get into the lineup here. We have enough, enough about their pitching staff. Um, they, they did have the 25th ERA last year, the eighth most home runs. So by all means, bad pitching staff last year. Lose your best pitcher from the team last year, plus some other guys that pitched over 100 innings. I think the pitching staff is going to be even worse this year. Um, moving right along to the, the lineup, you bring over Masataka Yoshida from Japan, for agent five year ninety million dollar deal. He's got a three twenty seven career hitter, um, and that's in three thousand one hundred eighty at bats. So, I mean, the guy's definitely has enough at bats to say he's a three hundred career hitter. Uh, whether it's in Japan or America, it's going to translate. It's three twenty seven. He might be hitting two eighty two ninety here, um, but two eighty two ninety here is the new three hundred in twenty twenty three. If you haven't noticed. I'm interested to see what happens with the shift this year. Keep in mind, I think the shift is gone. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what defenses can get away with regarding of the shift, um, pitch clock, all these other stuff going on. That's another thing to keep in mind with some of these older pitchers. They're going to be facing a pitch clock this year, uh, and we've seen that in spring training. It's only 15 seconds, so... That's your starting left fielder, Masataka Yoshida, coming over from Japan. Five years, $90 million. Kiki Hernandez playing shortstop. He hit two twenty two last year. Uh, not a very good not a very good situation here for Boston if they can't bring up Marcelo Mayer as soon as they'd like to because Kiki Hernandez, uh, other than that postseason run, has proven he is not an everyday shortstop in the major leagues. Uh, he, he's quickly playing his way back to triple a double a and uh probably out of the league in the next couple of years um moving on we got rafael devers the only boston player that really remains from last year that uh was a bright spot he hit 295 27 homers 88 rbis 84 runs he'll be hitting third playing third base so that'll be a good spot for him. He was an all-star. He'd probably be another all-star candidate this year. Uh, great hitter. Hits well off of Garrett Cole. Hits the Yankees well. So, um, But if you, if this lineup around him with Yoshida doesn't pan out and you know here we got Justin Turner playing DH coming over from L.A., 
if these guys don't stay healthy, Devers is in for a very long season, and and he could be a trade bait come trade deadline because Boston needs to rebuild here. Uh, Justin Turner, 278, 61 runs, 81 RBIs, comes over from L.A. He'll be the D.H. Tristan Cass, he hit 197 last year, but that's what Boston wants to do. They want to commit to the young first baseman, and it looks like he'll be the opening day first base starter here. Adam Duvall comes over from Atlanta. I believe he did get dealt at the deadline last year, but he'll be starting center fielder for the Boston Red Sox. He can cover some ground out there. He's got a great arm, but he only hit 213. Uh, not that great of an average hitter, but he can cover some center field well. So that'll be your um, center fielder out there, probably taking place of Jackie Bradley Jr., you got Alex Verdugo, right fielder. He hit 280 last year. He returns and he'll be in the lineup, probably hitting seventh. Christian Arroyo, second baseman, hitting 286 last year. Um, I think in, that was a little over 500 at bats he had. So uh, that's a solid 286 there. And uh, no, that's 300 plate appearances for Arroyo. Um, for Verdugo, it was 644 at bats. So therefore, you got two guys there hitting over 280. They both have uh, a lot of at-bats last year. Those two solid at-bats, I'll be looking for them to move up in the order throughout this year and uh, probably get closer to Rafael Devers to give him some comfort in the lineup. And then you got young catcher Reese McGuire. Uh, played in 36 games in 2022, hit 337. Uh, he's got some promise. He was future. Or he was a young prospect uh, last year, but now he's now he's going to be full time starter this year. And um, but I, I just don't think that this Boston lineup has enough. And with their projected win total right now, you're looking at across the market seventy seven and a half at MGM at Caesars. You you can go over DK. You can get under seventy eight and a half at minus one fifteen. That's what I'm betting on one unit under seventy eight and a half. Um, you still got this Boston Red Sox team. They're in a tough division. They got to play the Tampa, the Tampa Bay Rays. They got to play Toronto. They got to play the New York Yankees, as always. And then now they have to play Baltimore as well. Baltimore got much better in the past year and a half. So now they don't have uh, 15 to 18 games against a bad Baltimore team. You look at their schedule, Boston's schedule. It doesn't let up anywhere, really, when you look at who they're going to play. And then if you don't have a healthy pitching staff, what is that going to do for this Boston team? Who's going to be in the bullpen other than uh, Tanner Howe, Brian Bello? You move Garrett Whitlock to your starting rotation. Um, I'm just looking at a team that's really, really going to struggle here. Uh, they do have maybe an easy easiest month is probably July. Where they play Texas, Oakland, the Cubs, and Oakland in a 12-game stretch. But after that stretch, you're looking at the Mets, Atlanta, uh, Seattle, San Francisco, Seattle, Toronto. Uh, it's just not very easy for them. And I don't think that this Boston team, you got to rely on them staying healthy. They're not a very deep team. They don't have that many prospects they can get. That's why I believe if they're not uh, – that they don't have many prospects in their system that they can get to the major league level this year. That's why I believe if 
they are in a position where they're a losing ball club. They could end up trading to get more prospects to make them better in the future. Um, and that'll be something to look forward to come trade deadline because this Boston team, I think, is going to be a, is going to be the worst team in the um, AL East. If you'd if you could find that to bet, I think you could bet that um, they are 20 to one to win the AL East. I think they have absolutely no shot. The bet here is under 78 and a half minus 115. That's my breakdown on the Boston Red Sox. Um, again, thanks for joining us on today's tickets. Episode 30, you can find us on the linemovers.net, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Episode 31 will feature the New York Yankees and what they're going to do this year. So don't forget to go out there and buy that under 78.5 minus 115 ticket at DraftKings Sportsbooks. As always, guys, the linemovers.net. This is Tyler Liddick on today's tickets. Thank you very much. That's all for now. Until next time, be sure to check out our video podcasts as well on our website. If you have any questions or requests, send them our way at the underscore LM Network Twitter page or visit the contact page at thelinemovers.net. Thanks for listening and all your support.